Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to Hear Our Voices. Today's guest that we have is Yamea. But let me just get some housekeeping out the way. So as you can see, or if, you can, if you're listening, I'm going to tell you what's going on right now. So this is our first podcast that we're actually recording our faces. So if you want to see us interact and do things, well not do things, not really much to do, it's a podcast. Um, We are here to show our faces and you can see the faces of homelessness. I don't just hear the voices, but also see the faces of homelessness. So if you have not followed us on social media, you have not seen my face yet. So I'm Kayden Davis and welcome to our podcast. Thank you for coming back to hear our voices. I feel like now I have to really stay in tune because you know sometimes I'll be doing other stuff, but now you can see our face and I'll be like, but yes. So <laughs> follow us on YouTube. Also follow us on Facebook. Um I'm not I'm not the one who does Facebook personally, but if you want to follow me on my social media, is K. D. Davis. Usually I'm in the comments or things like that. I usually am doing the Instagram and the TikTok and the Twitter. You know, I also have a team that helps me out. But I'm the person mostly, honestly, now at this very current time. It might change in the future who's doing it. If you don't know, also, we're going to be doing a Spanish version of Hear Our Voices. So if you would like to be a part of that new adventure, um, we're taking people with resources who can speak um, Spanish. If you if, obviously you can speak English or Spanish, it doesn't matter. But if you want to do be a part of the podcast, you speak Spanish, we would love to have you. If you're a person with lived experience, family homelessness in any of the states, we're taking you. This year we're opening it up. Before it was just doing New York City. Now we're opening it up. It doesn't matter what you know background you have or whatever. No, you have been in family homelessness. And anywhere in America, we are taking you. So I'm not sure if we're going to go broader than that. I think we, America covers a lot of people. So I think we might be good for now. But right now, that's what we're doing. So thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back and listening to us and watching us. Come on and help. Follow us on socials, please. Thank you. So um, <laughs> do you want to say anything about yourself before we start? Um, my name is Yamea. Um, I live in New York. I am 30 years old. Um, I'm a single mom of two and currently expecting. Um, I have my own place through City Feps. Um, it was a journey to get here. <laughs> it was a journey, but I'm here to tell my experience. So somebody else that's going through the same thing can, you know, go get the resources that I went to and get the help that I had got and you know somebody that's going to lead you into the right place that's definitely true that's what we're here for to give out information and um then people know that you you can't overcome it you're not going to be in this situation forever if you sit there and do nothing then you probably sit there forever but if you sit there and advocate for yourself and do what you have to do to get your, you and your family off your feet and even not even a family person just a homeless person in general off your feet it can be done it might take some time you know, the system kind of slow in some areas, but it could definitely happen. So can you tell us a little bit how you end up homeless in the first place or how surfing? I don't know the full story. So when I'm learning, you guys are learning also. So I'm just going to ask questions that I think that you would like to hear and what her journey was, honestly, in New York City. Yeah. Okay. Um, I went from living with my sister to my second son's father like when he was after my son was born and um, I had an older son already who was nine years old. And I was, you know, starting to like, okay, now I need my own place. Um, I heard of City Feps through one of my homegirls who had complied with it. Um, she told me that it was something good to go about and I could get my own place. I was excited. 
I was very excited. Like, oh, I'm going to get my own place. I'm going to get a voucher in my hand. I don't need to know anything, but I'm going to get my own place. Right. It sounds so easy, right? It's like a, a magical rainbow, so right? Easy. And a pot of gold at the end. But It, it sounds yeah. so easy. Like, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do it today. All going to be done. And I'm going to be in my place later on tonight. Right. I thought that it was just going to be a one, two, three step. And the fourth place, I would be in my place. But um, not in New York City. It doesn't work like that. It was real hard. And um, I was in, I went through home bases to PATH. I never stayed in PATH, but I went there to like see uh, any resources that can help me after I done got my city vets. Like anybody that could uh, lead me into the right direction of finding an apartment. I went to PATH first. And the name was like, um, no, home base supposed to help you with this. Went to home base. I wasn't getting much help from there. And then I just started doing my own research. And then home base came back to try to help me. And successfully, I got some help. Dang. But it wasn't nothing easy. It sounds like a journey. Like I'm still busting sweats right now from <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> I can't even imagine because... Honestly, you know, I got denied a couple of times um, through past. I went through past initially. Um, home bases, honestly, I was, I went to home bases before I even tried to go to shelter, but they weren't any help. Um, And I wasn't working enough, I think, for certain things. I just, honestly, I didn't know enough. And I think that's what it is. As you said, you kind of did your own legwork. And I was doing it, but I wasn't getting enough that I need to get. I feel like Google wasn't my best friend then, but now Google is my everything. Not, well, God is my everything, but you know, He's second best. He's second best, and uh -huh. um, and I feel like there's a lot of information out there. It's just, it's just not given to people. Um, people don't know three on one can help you out a lot. You go there, ask some questions, or you can go online three one one and put in what you think you need, and a bunch of things pop up and kind of help you. Because there's a lot of resources in New York City, and it's honestly, I'm not saying these resources are fast. Because as you know, anything with the government or city. It's, it, it's go like snail mail. It goes very slow. But if you work let's with the system... Say, let's say not all resources are good resources. Okay. That too. That's exactly. true. That's true. But um, for the... I want to say I would say most part, when you do get it, it's not going to come right away. It's going to take time. And you have to just look out for the, a lot of red flags also. Because some things you might think is the best thing to go the way to go. And then when mm. you look at it like, hmm, this is not for me. And a lot of things also, you have to see what you qualify for. Because some things are made for seniors, for youth, is made for adults only, not families. So you have to see which category you kind of fit in to kind of yes. put yourself in there and kind of wiggle your, shimmy your way in to even yeah. get what you need to get. That's another thing too, you have to realize. Yeah, and especially when you have little kids and you have when you have a when you a family, it's hard to like try to get into a place that's not like a lot of things in the neighborhood or it's not like a good neighborhood with schools in it, or you know, you're just in one of the bad neighborhoods. Like, okay, we know I live in Brooklyn. Um, East New York is not a good neighborhood, a good community. Brownsville is not a good community. So, you know, when you hear like, oh, I have a place. I have an apartment and such and such. And you're like, okay, I'm gonna come look at it. But the apartment is is dope. The apartment is nice, but it's not the neighborhood you see that you want your kids to be raised in. Right. Like I have a nine-year-old son 
who wants to go to the store. Like in our old neighborhood, he used to go to the store by himself because the store was on the corner. I have a store on the corner for me too, but it's not that I trust you in this neighborhood. It's not that I don't trust you in this neighborhood. I don't trust nobody in this neighborhood because we're not from here. So, you know, it's like kind of hard, but as in trying to find the right place and not trying to be picky and choosy, like, oh, I don't want that one. Oh, I don't want that one. Because as they look at it, like you're supposed to be homeless. You want, you need apartment. So you shouldn't be picking and choosing and like, oh, no. But as a woman, as women, we want the best for our kids. We don't want our kids to have to hear gunshots in the middle of the night. Or our kids can't go outside in the front to play in front of their own home. You know, that's the things that I was thinking about. So I was trying to like make it like easy that I can find something that had a backyard, something that had space that my kids can play in, even though we wasn't outside. Right. So Especially in this know, past couple of years when everything happening, you don't want your kids to go too far around other people, but you have your own yard is much more convenient and your child could still get fresh air and be um, you know, and, exercise and things and like I, that. And I had I had this is not my first time doing this voucher. This is my second time. Um before the pandemic actually hit, like in 2018, I had got the voucher. And I got the voucher, the pandemic strike, everything went closed. Of course. Um I didn't feel like it was like a need because you know like everybody everything is on lockdown right. I didn't think that it would be easy to find an apartment too during this time because nobody wanted to meet you couldn't interview nothing you couldn't see anything everything was done over like on the phone right you had to zoom to look at the apartment that's not things that I wanted to do so I fell back on the voucher I wasn't looking I wasn't doing any of that until I know that the the pandemic is fully away right so like as in 2021, I went back and I got my voucher. In 2022, I went back and I got my voucher and I took full force from them. Like I have to find a place. This is the second time of me getting a voucher. And in my head, I'm like, maybe they're not going to, I'm sorry. In my head, I'm like, maybe they're not going to give it to me again because this is my second time getting it. And I didn't find an apartment with this. So in my head, I was just doing a lot of he say, she say to myself, like, right. maybe it's not going to happen. <laughs> Maybe it's going to happen and not knowing that if I never used the voucher, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't use, I didn't, I never used the voucher. So it was never put in the system as in she had, she used the voucher to get an apartment, left the apartment, try to get a new voucher or anything like that. So it was just like, oh, she took the voucher, never found nothing. Now she's back to renew the voucher. Right. So I thought of it like that. It's so interesting because what you're saying earlier about how like you want to have a safe neighborhood, you want all these things, but people like people kind of think, oh, if you're homeless, just take anything. No, not because we're homeless, we should just take a, a a hole in the wall and put ourselves or our children in that predicament in the first place. I yeah. feel like we are people; we deserve the same thing like everybody else. Everybody wants to want a nice neighborhood, no crack and stuff on the floor, no homeless people on the like. You know, you know, it happens in New York City. Honestly, homelessness is everywhere at this point. Mm -hmm. but, um, certain things you just don't, you don't want the, sh the gun shooting. You don't want a mother and father and children getting beat up next door or things up. Like, you don't, you don't want certain things around you. And not because we're homeless and we need a home. That means we should be taking any and everything what comes our way. And a lot of people get sucked into that. Um, because the, the, sometimes the shelter push you into situations you really don't want to be in, but because they said, oh, you have to take this or we take it away, or you have to take this or um. You're going to be in the shelter, you know, kicked out of the shelter. And it shouldn't be like that. It should be that we should take a place that we're comfortable with 
us and our kids to be in the environment that we want to be in. Because yeah. most times families stay there for a couple of years. It's not usually like a year or two, depending on how your voucher go and what you got to do. Because if you're in a soda program, it's supposed to be a year. If you don't have money after that, you know, you have to you have to move because you have right. you can't stay there anymore. But if you're in the FAPS, it's usually a couple of years you can stay at a certain um place or even have that particular voucher. So um, why would we want to stay there? Can you imagine staying in a place where rats, roaches, people shoot it? So you have rats crawling on you, roaches crawling on you, and gun violence? I got to pick a struggle. And it should not be the picking up those of the struggle. So, and speak, due to the fact that you said that, I was just watching the news the other morning. And in the Bronx, this lady, she has two little kids, big rats. I mean, big rats big rats like size of garbage rats outside oh in her apartment eating her food knocking over things and God. playing in her kids stuff <laughs> and she's showing it on a video at nighttime like this is what she has to worry about because she can't sleep at night because of her kids and the rats running around and these are some big rats when I say big rats I mean big rats it's cat rats it's, it's ridiculous it's not and even in head, I was like I'd rather be homeless exactly and people don't think that my kids do that. It's 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 a it's a lot. Like you can't sleep. That means if you can't sleep, you can't function right in the daytime. You watching your kids off day in school, you have to go to work. And it's like you you have to sleep at work, can't even do your job productively because you thinking of like you sleep and you think about I have to this the hell I have to go back home to. It doesn't make sense. But people think because you you know, because you're in a shelter, so you just take anything. No, it's not like that. We deserve no, the best, no. just like everybody else. We came on hard times. People come in the situation a different way. So, you know, it is what it is. Like, But due to our skin color, they feel like, oh, they're going to pick anything. They look, they need it. They want it. Right. It took me a whole year to get wow. a apartment. How did that go me. for you? Like, how did you go picking? Where did you go looking for apartments? Because a lot of people ask me on YouTube all the time. How do you well, find apartments? Now, and everybody doesn't work with people, and it's also a source of um discrimination. And the mayor is trying to do a whole thing coming up, and we'll see how that next step goes. But how did you find your apartment? Okay, um, I was with the home base that was um in Flushing. I'm gonna just say Flushing. It was in Flushing, Brooklyn. It was in Brooklyn. It was in Flushing, and um, one day the lady just called me because you know I talked to her on a regular. Cause I could never get in touch with my housing specialist, which he's not a bad housing specialist. He's not a bad housing specialist. He just dealt with the whole Brooklyn, like the whole borough of Brooklyn, and he didn't have no, no, no help with that. Yeah, he was the only housing specialist for Brooklyn, so I felt like kind of bad. So like when I used to text him and stuff like that, he never used to answer. So then I used to start going to my case manager, which her name was Miss Charmaine. She worked in a um in a um home base. She was a director. And she called me one day. I'm outside. It's a summer day. I'm outside with my kids. They're getting wet. And she's like, um, could you take down this number? But remind you, she gave me the broker number before. And right. he told me he didn't have nothing. And you know when you get with a broker and you're using a voucher, they want credit score, they want the income. They want all of this, and I'm giving him that. He's like, well, some people have higher scores, and I just had to call her back, like, listen, I'm giving him everything he needs, and I don't understand why I need all of this extra stuff when I'm giving him a full voucher. Right. He's getting a full voucher. All right, he want my credit score. That's okay. 
my income, that's okay. Well, my income, that's okay. But the credit score and stuff like that, like I feel like that's a little bit beyond the point. Because if you're using a full voucher for somebody that's on a voucher and they get an apartment and to my knowledge, like I was just like, you know, if I have a voucher and you didn't see me put like I had this many jobs or anything down, wouldn't you just be like, okay, we're going to just go off of the voucher. We're not going to ask her personal like credit score or anything like that. We're going to just, we're going to just um do um just like go off the voucher. We're not going to ask her no personal information. We're going to go just with the voucher says, go off the money income and let's do it like that. Not in New York City. You got a credit check. You got a background check. You got to have earned incomes. You got to have a bank account. You got to have so much stuff. You have to have so much stuff. So, you know, I just thought like, okay, maybe I'm not going to get this apartment. But when I spoke to the director, she was like, um, she was like, um, don't listen to what he's saying. This is what she honestly told me because I was telling her, I don't think I'm going to get this apartment because I called this man before and he kept asking me like, oh, do you have a job? Do you have an income? Do you have this? Do you have that? And I'm like, I gave him all of that stuff. Maybe it wasn't good enough for him. But I'm using a voucher. Like, what is the problem? It's two bedrooms. It's a voucher. Everything is being paid for. I could pay my part. I could right. pay my part of the money. I gave him income papers. So she called me one day and she's like, um, you have to go look at the apartment. Now, I'm already in a predicament that's not suitable for me and my kids. Right. So I'm just like, okay, I, do I look at it? Do I ask him for any pictures? Or do I sign the lease today? Asked him to send me some pictures. I asked to sign the lease. Like, I have to take it. I need to start somewhere because that had been the second time I let the voucher go down and I didn't do nothing with it. So I was just like, let me let me try my luck. I'm going to just take it. Let's see where it lands me at. About like in three months, I have got the place. So um, it took me... Um, it was in like I think that was like in July, August, if I'm not mistaken. I had to be like in August when they gave me the phone call about the apartment, and I didn't get into this apartment until like October, until the ending of October, like mid October. I didn't get into this apartment. So did it seem like and from what I understand with City Fabs and Fabs, it's like a lot of documentation that you have to do. They ask you for a lot of information because you know anything city, you know city wise. They want to know your mother name, your father name, your auntie name, your cousin's shoe size. They want to know everything. They want to so, know everything. All <laughs> right. Do you think the process was easy for you? Because the process is easy. I mean, different for everyone. Even though it's the same paperwork, but you know, depending on if who's helping you do it and things like that. Did you see it as um as as hard to fill out or or do for you in your opinion? I felt like it was hard because it took a lot. <laughs> it took a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to actually um, get somebody to help me first right. and then to get somebody to accept this voucher. Because remind you, everybody in New York City, they don't have city FEPs. They got Section 8 or housing, anything like that. So somebody hearing like, oh, they got city FEPs. I don't want that. That's not Section 8. It's not housing. It's not something like that. So, you know, everybody would discriminate. 
And that was like a big thing to me, like being discriminated against. Like when I was on like the blue sites and stuff like Zillow and stuff like that. And I would reach out to a broker. I would let them know that I have a voucher. I would never hear nothing back from them after I said I had a voucher. So it was like being discriminated against. And it was very hard because, you know, I thought it was just because the voucher, some people had messed it up before, not paying or just moving in with the voucher and not doing what they're supposed to do. So, you know, I just felt like, okay, maybe I'm being discriminated against because of what used to happen before. Right. And I'm like, but I never had a voucher. So why should I be discriminated against? That's how it is weird. Um, so they have different things for the voucher now. It's been updated. Um, the as you know, in the past year or two, they had a I want to say two, um, increases. I want to say I know for sure it's one. I want to say it's two increases. So the money part was also a thing because it's under market rent. They people say it's saying now because of inflation, everything is still kind of under it. But people are trying to work with it at this point, and it's easier in certain boroughs to get certain. Like example, Far Rockaway tends to be a little bit easier, and in the Bronx. Which honestly, they seem like they have a lot of housing in the Bronx, but a lot of people don't want to live in the Boogie Down. So, you know, it all depends. I personally don't want to live in the Boogie Down. I would prefer to live in Brooklyn. I grew up in Queens. So, um, and I lived in Bronx for a little bit when I was in the shelter. So, I try, at this point, I lived in Manhattan too, for, for like not that long though, but it's like a couple of days, you know, the 10, 10 period day that they give you in shelter and all that. So, the only um, one I have not technically lived in was Staten Island, which is that's out of the way anyway, but you know. Uh -huh. but, um, what happens with, because city FAPS takes so long and FAPS takes so long for people to actually get into the apartment, landlords complain about, you know, not getting payments on time. Well, in general, with the city giving out money, their money always tend to be delayed regardless of anything. Um, The only thing I think they on top of the most times is like food stamps and they catch assistance when you're in it for a while. When you first get it, sometimes I feel like it's kind of delayed, <laughs> to be honest. And then when recertification comes around, so there's another problem right there. So I think that's a lot of landlords say, oh, they don't get paid in time or like if, if it takes three months to get in they don't get three months of rent they kind of change out a little bit with the ehv voucher which is um i forgot what but the emergency section eight i want to say i call it the bootleg version of section eight because it's not for your lifetime like section eight is kind of in a way because section eight if you if you income out of it that's one thing but this one is only supposed to be for 10 years so it's like it's an emergency voucher there you go that's what, it's an emergency voucher that they did um during ona and they gave out they said all of it is given out already but everybody has not used it so it all depends on how that goes also but not the point guys so um i think is a lot of problem with the voucher with that and some people don't understand cfep so much and also the paperwork for it is crazy and then there's so much steps to it you have to do um you're supposed to be doing inspections people have told me they not have got the in they have not got an inspection but yet they have gotten through it's not supposed to be like that but it is what it is they only have 10 inspectors for new york city so that's another problem um, it's just a lot of stuff going on right now. <laughs> so it's just it's the whole thing with that voucher, to be honest. But um, that's a little bit about the voucher. Hey, guys. Thank you for coming to the end of this podcast. We hope to see you and hear from you next week. If you have any questions or anything, any concerns, or any resources that you would like to pass on or any job openings, for people in general, we don't only, not only people who are homeless look at our <laughs> podcast or anything like that, and it is hard to get a job nowadays. So if you have any resources of any kind, any sort, we would love to pass it on to the our, Hear Our Voices community. If you don't know, I think I said at the beginning of this video, I don't know, I record them at different times. 
Um, we have a Spanish podcast coming out soon. So we are trying to get people for that also. If you would like to give resources for that, which I think no matter what, if you're Spanish or not, resources are resources. But if you are a Spanish-speaking person and have your story that you want to tell, we'd love to have you on. But if you're a person with resources who, who does speak Spanish, we'd love to have you so you can be a translator for us so we can get that information out to people. I'm not going to be the person, if you don't know, I only speak one language. So there will be a young lady, she was on our podcast before, who will be doing that. So, yes, guys, thank you for listening and talk to you guys next time. Bye. See you later.